Welcome to part two of this out of line discussion with Elsie Goodwin. Cool. So tell me a little bit about your your journey in in all of this that we've just talked about in your discussion episode. We've talked about your evolution from being um, working in the clothing industry to then being a stay at home mom to now developing your own business. And I want to hear a little bit how social media has played a role in that evolution and also in your life. Um, and also I'm curious about Etsy because this, I don't think I've ever had anyone on as a guest who has, um, a very large presence in, in the Etsy world. And I want to know, is it like its own little platform? Are there? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I want to hear everything. Yeah. So, uh, so social media, I have the, um, uh, the biggest following on, Instagram. I am also on Facebook, but I don't think I use it properly. Um, I don't <laughs> communicate in the right way to that, to, you know, who is, uh, um, who the audience is there. Um, I do also have YouTube and I've had videos for about three years, but I'm really, that's something I'm really hoping to grow, um, and, um, be able to, um, to increase the, the length of time that I have on the videos and, um, share more projects there. Um, but Instagram is definitely the, what I invest into the most. And, um, same thing I had said prior about like having a bio and, um, making sure that like your presence there communicates what it is that you want it to do. So, uh, if you look back in my feed, like three years ago, of course, you'll see, like I talked about going to the class with Bonnie Singh. I talked about going to unique camp. I talked about, Um, you know, I remember one morning, like getting my sewing machine out and making like a two by two inch, like little rope basket. Um, and like all of these like small little projects, um, that I was sharing. And I think like we all share, share, share these things that are like really important to us. But like, for me, I think what has helped is like, I go into depth in some of my posts. Some of them are like, yeah, this is like loopy texture or whatever and that's it um but then some days i feel like there is more to communicate to the audience and the the audience was you know 95 people to begin with and then it grew and sometimes i think like wow i must sound like so ridiculous or so arrogant or like oh i know what i'm talking about and i you know but we have to like feel like we know what we are talking about you know (laughs) Uh and and we do know things that maybe other people don't know so it's Mm -hmm. important to say those things um but I think that's something that has helped me grow my audience is like communicating my own thoughts and allowing people to say like oh I feel that way too or I see things that way too or like that is good perspective when I when I'm where you're at or whatever it is I like sharing um a lot on there. Another thing that has really helped grow my audience is like sharing, like just sharing. I, I, um, I'm not protective of my work. I like to, to share and allow people to do it in their own way. The, the only, um, like thing I have about sharing is like, if you're going to learn, um, anything in life, if you're going to, to learn, like there is, there's like a huge difference between, 
being like um, influenced by or inspired by versus like completely infringing on somebody's design aesthetic. Um, and so I don't know, I, um, <laughs> I like sharing and sometimes it gets too close to home and I'll block you know, accounts or people, if I, I see like multiple times where it's like, ah, it's a little bit too much of what it is that I'm, I am doing, um, macrame is like, there's so many ways of doing it different. There are many women who have done it great in the past and are, who are doing a wonderful job now. Um, Emily Katz has a she is true to who she is. She's like a bohemian. She really is that person. That is not, I, I have a completely different aesthetic than mm. her. There is enough space for both of us. Mm -hmm. Sally England is like, she is one of my favorites. And her work is so like, I mean, it like takes your breath away when you see her work. It's so beautiful. Um, and it's like there are... Um, ladies in in Australia, ladies in, you know, on the um, East Coast, just women all across the world that are doing doing it in such different ways. Um, and so yeah, I think that um, so it's cool to like define your own aesthetic, make sure you're not I'm going off. Um, no, I think that's so copying. important. I think yeah. And if you even want to dive into more of of what that e actually means and how it plays out, you're welcome to because that's a very <laughs> That's a really important topic, and I think um, I think even when it comes to social media, even if you're sharing other people's work in terms of just their photos, yeah. um, I know there are so many really large accounts with huge followings that are really just curated feeds where yeah. they're just reposting totally. other people's work. Yeah. And even that isn't wrong in itself, but it's are you crediting – and are you just taking what someone else has already created or are you are you bringing a new spin to it? Are right. you allowing who you are to show up in what you're doing? I remember um, a few years ago, uh, it's probably actually a lot longer than a few years ago now. I think it must have been one of the first weddings that um, we, my husband and I ever photographed. And we had this very specific, unique portrait that we had taken with very specific <laughs> prop like it, you could it wasn't a mistake oh, right. that this had right. gotten copied and it was copied like shot for shot like oh. inch for inch and I remember seeing it on the internet and I it actually like knocked the wind out of me for a yeah. second where I just kind of I was just like right, right. I just couldn't it was like it had physical reaction yeah. in in the way that I had a visceral Experience, shock yeah. to like oh I just, it's like violating. It it's is. not just like, oh, well, you, you right. kind of edited a little bit yeah. like me. It was like, no, you literally copied. Right. And there's no credit here to like heavily inspired by. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> it's, I mean, I see stuff on uh, Amazon and on different um, like countries' versions of Amazon and they're selling my pattern. Exactly. You know. I sold a $5 pattern and they have someone who made it. If I made the piece, it would be, you know, $150 if I made the piece for you, but you can buy yours for $39.99, you know? Um, and like, it's, I've learned to deal with it. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of a bummer, but then like, you know, and you hear like, oh, well, that just like pushes you to, um, to be better, to mm -hmm. progress, mm -hmm. to like, to, yeah, just to learn. 
Um, but at first I would like spend time like sulking in like I try to email and contact and then it would just get ugly. Like, uh, I don't, I don't want to go through that. What I do see is like some people will use my images to promote their workshops. Um, and it's like, that's my picture. Like that's my macrame work. Like that was, those are my thoughts and my design and my time. And like, you want it, you know, I, and but on the other hand, it's like there are people that get it. So like at the end of the day, this is how I have worked it out. It's like it's almost not worth talking about. It's not worth giving energy to. It's not worth talking to the person about it. If they don't get it, I think, to begin with, they're probably never going to get it. If they don't know that it's too close to home, they're probably just never going to get it. So I've kind of just let that go. Um and then there are people that like, hey, I want to teach a class. Can we teach your pattern? And it's like, yeah, but under these terms, mm-hmm. you know, and I'll work it out with them. Mm. Um, because like I, I bounce so many things off um, with my husband and he's like, well, maybe they're not as creative as you. They know how to do the knots. They want to teach a class or someone has asked them to teach a class, you know, at the local, whatever it is, um, but they can't come up with their own design or they like what it is that you put into yours and like, you know, is there a way to work it out with them? So I've done that a handful of times, Mm. Um, but yeah, it's... (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's a it's a gray. It's it isn't a gray area. It's kind of a black and white area. But it's also I think you your conclusion of like not giving it energy is good. I think for me, when I see people doing that on social media, I just rather than I used to I used to be more vocal about like, excuse me, it'd be really great if you could you know credit this or take it down. But now I just like unfollow them and I'm like, I just don't want to see that. I don't want to. Yeah, I would rather just like not have it in my own mind. And, you know, at some point they'll they'll learn or they won't. And either way, I think, you know, your reputation as a person and the way that you um build your business and the way that you handle ethics in mm-hmm. in sharing and in communication yeah. will will impact your success. Yeah. Um so, you know, but it is it's a good conversation to have. Yes, so definitely. don't feel bad <laughs> yeah, about the side add, tangent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um but back to back to what we were talking about with, you know, with building what you're doing and and Etsy and yeah. having all of those things. Um what has that been like for you to to kind of have such a presence online and to have it be something that people know what macrame is, but you have your own slant on it. Yeah. Um, and how have you, how have you used that to really grow your own unique audience that's loyal to you? Okay. So one thing that I think, um, uh, I guess would make, would make me, um, stand out. I, I don't know if that's the right word, but, um, is like, I share a lot of, who I am as a person, um, who I am as, as a person, as a wife, as a parent. Um, I talk about those things. Um, I also am like a true, um, fiber fanatic. Like I knit and I crochet and I weave and I do macrame and I do, um, needle punch and I share when I go to yarn stores and I go, you know, I find, you know, different, um, fiber arts when I'm out and about. And, um, 
it's real. Like it is a real um, passion of mine. And so I think that people feel it. They get it. Like that really is, is me. Mm. Um, so I think um, trends come and go. And that's okay too. People can try macrame one time or they can go to a party. You know, I do house parties and team building events and like, that's cool. You can do it one time and never do it again. Um, or like you can start it as, as a business. Um, so that's one thing is like, I, I very much am aware of like putting my, who I am out there to, um, to get a different customer. And then I'll also, um, it's kind of evolved, but for the most part, I try to keep very structured work, very um, sharp lines um, and um, not, you know, soft and whimsical and romantic. I don't work with um, brides for weddings. I don't like aspire. Some people focus only on that. That's great. Like for me, it's I, I would like to work with um, more interior design and um, and yeah, so more structure. Mm, cool. So. so what about, I know a lot of your online presence is about you and your family. Yes. Where do you draw boundaries, if any, <laughs> of what is private and what's yours and right. what you'll share with yes. your following? So that is tough. And then that is ever evolving. Um, one thing I implemented about six months ago is I have um, what I call silent Sundays. And so I will not post or share any stories on that day. Um, and I do still check out Instagram. I don't engage at all. So I'll maybe check it, you know, three or four times that day, but I won't, um, I don't, I don't invite interaction. So I don't comment and then wait for a comment back or direct message or, um, you know, do any post stories that allows, gives me a much needed break and allows me to like re be ready to dive back in on Monday morning. Um, and I like to share like the magic of being a child to be a three and a five-year-old little girl and like all of the funny and fun moments that we have and like conversations and the questions they ask and what they believe in. My daughter is five and a half and she's just so sweet. The things that she, you know, going through like a catalog this morning and like, oh, I want this for Christmas. And it's like, it's March 21st. <laughs> <laughs> we have like multiple, you have your birthday and your sister's birthday, you know, like just, they're just so cute. Um, so I love sharing that. And I, I, um, I, have seen like my audience uh, has a actually appreciates and like comes and um, follows for that. I have um, a good audience and in my Instagram stories, it's my way of like vlogging, I guess, and um, sharing like more of who it is. I think it's important to share like, and what I'm very interested in is like, who is standing next to you? Sure, you are a business, you're a person, you're a business, but like, who is your support system? And so this is like, I think my husband needs to be highlighted more than me. He does not have a strong online presence, but he is brilliant in his ways and hit in, in his world. And, and even in mine, you know, he is the one that I think should be like having conversations that, um, would speak to even my audience. Um, so I like to share parts of him. 
Um, and he, I think he's okay with it or hasn't told me not to. Um, and then also my girls, like how, you know, they dress or what, what it is that they're just the silly things that they do around the house. I think it's important. Um, yeah. And it's like refreshing. I think for some people at the beginning, middle or end of their day to see like two little girls just being funny. I mean, that's like it's not for everybody, but some people love that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. they're true moments. Yeah. yeah. They're real moments. They're, they're, they're too young to act things out. <laughs> yeah. Well, and your, your followers that get it and love it will become more loyal because of that. Yeah. And then the people who don't love it are don't free to, to go. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, so we're in a collective together this year called yes. the Sound Collective, which is how I got to know you, which I'm excited about. Yeah. And it's and we got invited by Sonos. Yes. And one of the things that they um, are encouraging us to explore this year is talking about how to listen better. Yes. And I want to know. This isn't like anything. <laughs> there. This is just me asking it because we haven't gotten to talk about this outside of. Um, Outside of the one time that I met you before today, yeah. But how do you practice being a good listener and a, and maybe even the word better listener in air quotes? Yeah. When it comes to social media and how does social media play into your life um, as as a citizen of America, as a wife, as a mother? How do you practice listening? I um. I like going back to like questions that I'm asked often, like, am I getting like repeat questions on things? And it's like, I am. So how do I make that easier for people to access? You know, maybe it's making a tab in my, um, in my platforms to share like resources and have that easier for, you know, that, that is like, how do you pivot and make changes to make it easier for my following to get the information that they're hoping to find from me? listen to them better so that I don't have to be asked. That's something I try to do in life and in general is like, I think about, uh, what it's going to feel like when, um, when my daughters walk into their room after school, when they walk into the house after school, when my husband gets home from work, how is it going to feel when he walks into the house, into the bedroom, into like, how do I make it more comfortable and easy and accessible to do what you need to do. Um, and that's something that I really, um, am, am like putting a lot of energy into is, is, um, being better. This sounds so ridiculous, but being better period, you know, being a better wife, better mom, a better, um, artist, a better friend, all of these things. It's like, how do I make it easy for us to be in harmony? Mm. Um, so yeah, just listening, listening better by, uh, trying to think ahead really. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, uh, acknowledging the, the needs of others, um, and hearing, hearing what they've said so that, um, it makes life easier for you as well. Yes. I and for that. the people that come after and ask mm-hmm. and, and want the same things. I love that. <laughs> so what do you do for yourself for self-care and when you're, I know you like doing, yeah. doing fiber arts is something <laughs> that is self-care in, yeah. in a, a certain way, but it's also kind of work. Yes. So what do you do um, 
to rejuvenate, to yeah. feel like you've gotten your, your sort of tank filled back up? Uh, my husband and I will go on dates, oh, I think about every other week. We um, either go um, to downtown LA or to Claremont. Um, and we, we typically go to, uh, to dinner. Um, sometimes we'll do like day, day out excursions and go walk around some shops and, um, either do that with our girls or without. Um, but that is always fulfilling just to walk around and look at, you know, ceramics and clothing and shoes and all the things that like we're interested in together on January, we went to New York for four days and that was great. Um, maybe it was three days, but it felt like forever, um, which was <laughs> cool. Cause it was just the two of us. Um, I just stopped doing Pilates. I was doing that for about eight months and, um, I stopped going there. I wasn't, um, loving the whole customer experience. I could go on and on about that. Um, but that was important to me for a long time to make sure I was getting out um, two to three days a week. And um, I've always had an appreciation for uh, wellness, uh, health and mind and body, all that. Um, so I actually, we just invested into a Peloton bike. Mm. So that's going to be delivered in a few days. So we'll see. I, I am um, have, I'm very excited about that. Is that like the stationary one that you... Live classes. Yeah. Yeah, live classes multiple times a day. And then also like thousands of classes that you can access. And it's supposed to... It's like very streamlined and sleek and quiet. Um, there's a huge screen and it tracks your metrics and multiple people can use it in the house. And uh, you have to pay a membership, um, but it's less expensive than going to like a boutique studio. Wow. Um, so I'm, I'm very hopeful that I'll get what it is that I need. And, and, um, there's been multiple times where it's like, Oh, I, I have to cancel cause my daughter's sick and you know, my husband's out of town. I can't go this, whatever it is. So mm -hmm. the, obviously it's very convenient. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited about that. I so can't wait to hear. Yeah. Dates and uh, workouts. <laughs> I can't wait to hear what, what you think of the bike. Yeah. Um, that's dope. That's dope. <laughs> so, uh, my partner for the podcast is cat footwear and yeah. I love working with them because they are huge advocates of risk taking when yeah. you're being creative, <laughs> which I am too. So I'm into it. So can you tell me about a risk that you are either taking at the moment or one that you plan to take and maybe something that you're looking to, to support you? Um, as you kind of take the, take the jump. Yes, for sure. I'm currently at a, I feel like kind of at a cross point where I, um, am trying to find what it is that like really excites me to sit down and craft every single day and, um, really like having new eyes on macrame. It's been so great to me and I've kind of veered off and like, doing other crafts that have also been fulfilling, but like at the end of the day, could I be more resourceful with my time? And, um, and, and like trying to see, is my work getting watered down? Am I getting like, uh, well, how do I get more into it and how do I progress? So last week, um, I haven't even <laughs> hadn't mentioned it to anybody, but I took down all of my, um, my like 
made to order pieces. So I don't want to duplicate anything I've done in the past. And I'm getting to a point where, like I've said this for many years, but I'm actually going to do it where it's like, I just want to make what I want to make. And I want it to sell. So I obviously don't have a store. I can't just put all of these things up on a wall and they sell. Um, but I'm at a point where I think if somebody commissions me, I can say, like, give me your um, the, the size that you're hoping for and a price point, And let's see if we can come up with something that would work for you. But I'm going to make what I want to make, of course, within certain parameters. So if you're looking for a weaving with certain colors, of course, I would work on that. If you're looking for macrame and you want to put, you know, you want it all natural and you want it on brass or loose side or whatever it is, like we can work within that. But beyond that, I, I want to make what is inspiring to me. And that way I'm able to, um, to be creative in what I'm making and also progress and share with my audience um, growth within the crafts. Wow, that is a risk. Yeah, but I love it. That's that's definitely a big risk. Um, But I think that you know you've you've got a really solid reputation. You've got a solid brand built, and I'll be really curious to see how that goes because I think I would guess that you will be able to really make that succeed and that you'll be able to have a lot of fun with it. Hopefully. <laughs> I mean, well, I think the key is that you've put in, you've put in the foundation. Yeah. If you just started off by being like, Hey, trust me, like give yeah. me lots of money and let me create. Right. People would be like, no. great. That's yeah. nice. But no. <laughs> um, but the fact that you do have a brand that you've put like three years into, yeah. that's enough of a foundation that people are going to be like, cool, yeah. we can trust her. <laughs> She's going to nail this. Yeah, hopefully. So. Yeah. Thanks for telling us that. That's yeah. dope. Thank you. Um, last question. Um, tell me something that you believe that you have in common with other people around the world, maybe all people around the world. So it can be very very broad or it can be specific, but just something that you, that you look at others and you can see that, oh, we, we, we share this thing. I think, uh, it it might not be something new. I know it's been said before, but I think we all want to be seen. We all want to be recognized for who we are and what our, um, interests and like attributes are like we all have a voice and a different way of communicating and um i think that going back to like social media and like i said we all you know have become these little squares and these perfect little pictures but behind all of that everybody has a story everybody has feelings and emotions and everybody wants to be told like I see you I recognize you I know those feelings and that's something I try to keep at the forefront of what I'm doing is like is empathy I can empathize with many different people and I have um uh background that like I feel like I have um, touched on so many different experiences in my 37 years um, that like I just have empathy and I see people beyond um, yeah beyond these squares that we've become and beyond like just the little interactions I wish there was time to sit down and talk about you know everyone so mm-hmm. I think it's important to, to have people that that see us for who we are and that can um recognize and validate and um 
and share our worth that that we have. There's always something to learn from everybody. And um, I really value and believe that. Even my daughters are three and five. I'm constantly learning from them. So That's awesome. <laughs> That's a good one. I think you're right. And um, yeah, it's been, it's been really good to hear your thoughts and to get to chat with you because I think you. That you have a lot of beautiful things to say. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. <laughs> You've been listening to Out of Line with Caroline Lee. Tweet me at Team Woodnote or tag me in your posts on Instagram using Out of Line Podcast and let me know what you thought of today's discussion and who you'd like to hear as a guest on Out of Line next. This episode of Out of Line was produced by me, Caroline. All sound editing, engineering, and original music composition by Jaden Lee. And a big thank you to Cat Footwear for working with Out of Line this season. Hit subscribe to get the next episode on your mobile device when it drops next week. And if you love what you heard, please whip out a review, will ya?